TED Audio Collective. You're growing a business and you can't afford to slow down. If anything, you could probably use a few more hours in the day. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate, no coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Hi, I'm Ben. I suffer from a condition called writer's block. It strikes when I'm at work. That's why I choose Canva Magic Write. It works fast, generating texts in seconds, thanks to AI. Common side effects include increased productivity, compliments from coworkers, feelings of satisfaction. Now I can say bye-bye to writer's block. Ask your boss if Canva Magic Write is right for you at canva.com, designed for work. In the last episode on loneliness, I spoke with Dr. Steve Hayes. Steve described how we can be with our loneliness in ways that help us to access our values so that we can move in our lives in new and connected ways. Steve beautifully offered to take us through a very brief exercise that can help us to connect with this loneliness or anything else you might be experiencing right now, what this feels like and how we can start to surface a new way of being so we are no longer stuck in it. I'm delighted to share this exercise with you right now. Steve, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, as I'm hearing you, am so much struck by this idea that loneliness or our experience with pain is the experience that we have between us and the person in the mirror. And that it's not something that's solved through five strategies, you know, of how to get over loneliness that one might read in a newspaper article about, you know, step one, create a Zoom call meeting. Um, But it's really from this first conversation that one has with oneself in the mirror. I'm wondering if you might be able to walk us through maybe one or two exercises. It might be a mindfulness exercise or, you know, anything that helps us to connect with these painful parts of ourselves and to uh, surface some of the values. I love the way you said that, Sue, and I, I would be happy to, to do that. Perhaps I could do a little exercise around the issue of love and loss, that if loneliness is a powerful part of your experience right now, you can focus it there, but you could pick uh, other features of it that uh, stand between you and connecting with others in a deep and meaningful way. And it what it requires is uh, simply to be willing to go into the experience and then to see if we can transform it into a values-based step uh, instead of an avoidant one. The kind of exercise would be best done in a private place with uh, eyes closed and when they're not going to be disturbed. And if I could do just a few minutes of it, I think the spirit of it will be there and people could literally record this, what I'm saying, but even extend it because I'll give you a formula for how to do this so that you can do some private work maybe during this COVID 
isolation would be a good time to do it. And so if you start out with eyes closed, just aware of your own sensations, noticing what it feels like, for example, to sit where you're sitting and where you touch that chair. And then notice who's noticing. Don't get all mindy about this. I mean, just to catch that there's a point of awareness that's noticing yourself sitting in a chair. Your rear end is not noticing it. There's a person noticing it. And just catch this little I here now part of us. And then from that perspective or point of view, what I'd like to ask you to do is to open up to an experience of loneliness an experience of loss. Pick one. Pick a, a focus on it. It could be the loneliness right now of being in a uh, sheltered-in-place kind of situation and not being able to be with or touch or see directly your friends other than through electronic means. It could be the pain of not being able to travel and be with your family or... But pick something. And then what I'd like you to do is with the next breath to pick just one bodily sensation that's associated with that feeling. Scan your body and find it. And what I'd like you to do is to breathe it in, just like taking in the loss or the loneliness, the experience of it, but in one channel. We'll just do one bodily sensation. And then as you breathe out, to imagine that you're breathing out kind of like a hug or an embrace of yourself and your connection to the other person, to the people that you're missing, to the things that this bodily sensation focuses you towards. It's like breathing in loss and breathing out love for yourself and for others. And so do that again, but now with a different bodily sensation. Attach or connect with what's hard and breathe in the pain and breathe out a kind of embrace of self-kindness or compassion towards others or yearning for connection with others. Breathing in loss, breathing out love. And then shift to another dimension. Let's shift to a memory. Underneath what's painful about loneliness or loss are memories of loneliness or loss and allow a specific memory to show up in your mind. And when you have one, picture yourself there in that moment and breathe in that memory and the pain that it contained, the whole of it, the rich soup. It's like taking a big bite of that soup. And then as you breathe out, embrace yourself with an act of kindness, as if to say that it's okay to feel that. Go back to that same memory, and this time as you brace it in, if this is a memory of loss or loneliness, think also of what you lost 
and who you are missing and breathe in that memory, but then breathe out and embrace of the love that you have or the yearning that you have to be connected to that other person, the belonging that you yearn for. And then if we pick a different dimension, pick what your mind says to you when you're lonely or when you've lost something. See if you don't find your mind predicting the future or judging you. And if you find one with this next breath, see if we can breathe that in, not as what it says it is, but just as an experience you have in your mind. And then with this more wowfulness part of you, the part of you that can just see and appreciate as you breathe out, see if you can let go of any running away from that thought and simply embrace it as a thought. doesn't mean what it says it means. And see if it's okay to be you having a thought like that. We'll do it one more time with that same thought as you breathe it in. And this time as you breathe out, extend it out to connection, belonging, and compassion for others. People that you yearn to be with or others who maybe themselves are struggling with loneliness or with loss and don't know what to do with it. And then we'll do one more dimension. Let's take a behavioral urge. Pick a place where loneliness shows up and take an urge that shows up, a predisposition, something that, you know, mindlessly you're driven to do this, but especially one that you kind of know, this is maybe not really what I want to do. And see if you can breathe that in breathing the urge to do things inside loss and loneliness that may be in your interests. And as you breathe out, see if you can breathe out a commitment and a connection to living your values. What do I really want to be doing? If love and not loss were the focus, if connection and not disconnection were the focus, what would I do? How would I step forward? Let's repeat that. If you breathe in this defensive urge that at its worst builds loneliness and disconnection and breathe out the opportunity to respond, the ability to respond, I am free to do something loving towards myself and others. Breathe it out and get a clear image of that. So I'll just stop there, but if you wanted to create a recording like that, you can take the dimensions of your bodily sensations, your thoughts, your memories. You can add emotions that you may have experienced, behavioral predispositions, and in this way, open up to the experience of loss and loneliness, but then transform that energy, pivot in a new direction. That's why the subtitle of my book is how to pivot towards what matters. Right inside the energy of loss is the energy of love. The fear or the pain that came from a disconnection of belonging contains within it the yearning for belonging. And if you're willing to trans 
transfer that energy in a new direction, your pain is not your enemy. Your pain actually is a goad to taking the steps within and without that will build the kind of life that you want to build. Steve, thank you. Thank you so much for being with us today. I think for all listeners, the loneliness we're experiencing and that you're experiencing right now is real. But Steve, what you really point to is this choice in how we respond to it. Especially in times like this, it's very easy to be hooked by a powerful emotion, to let it take the wheel and to steer our lives. But we've got the power to reconnect with the contours of our loneliness, to understand the values that they point to and to connect with those. This is, at its core, what being agile and flexible is about. It's the absence of pretense and performance, and it gives our actions greater power because they emanate from our core values and core strength. There's something solid and genuine and real. Steve, thank you for being with us. It was awesome to be with you, Sue, and thank you for that beautiful summary.